Father, we pray as we come to you this morning that you would encourage us as we look at your word together. That we might serve you wholeheartedly this week as we're reminded of your deep and your wonderful love for us. Amen. So we're going to have, um, I'm going to do a little reflection and then uh, pray. And then we're actually going to sing. We're going to worship together. We're going to sing. Um, so when you're on mute, you can just go for it and uh, enjoy worshipping from your home and sing out and praise uh, God as we end our time together. So on Saturday, Adrian and I will have been married for 28 years. And that seems like an extraordinary long time. And yet it also seems like it's flown by. Our wedding day was beautiful, the service was joyful, and all our friends and family were there to celebrate with us. And I couldn't imagine then feeling more in love or more loved than I did then. And over the last 28 years, we've been through highs and lows together. We've been through tough times, we've been through joyful times. We've argued, we've said sorry countless times, we've laughed and cried and had to have enormous patience with one another. But we've discovered in that time that love is way more than that frothy, giddy delight that we sometimes experience in those early days, but has deep and lasting roots, has strong and solid foundations. And that we've had to work hard, sometimes very hard, to maintain and to build. Today, we come to one of the most famous and well-loved prayers of Paul in Ephesians chapter 3. And it'd be lovely to spend time looking at it in detail, but we've got 10 minutes. So I'm just going to read from halfway through verses 17 and 18. Paul prays for the Ephesians, that they, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Paul can be given a bit of a bad press. Some suggest that he's rather hard line and that his letters are theologically weighty but lack the, the gentleness of the Gospels. But this prayer says otherwise. Paul is on his knees before his heavenly father. He's full of emotion as he prays for his, the church that he loves longing that they might grow in the love of God and that they might together as his people grasp or take hold of that wonderful love of Christ. Like a married couple who'd been married a long time, he longs that this church might know that deeper, richer love of God as they get to know Christ more and more. He prays that they might know how wide is the love of Christ. That is loved stretches across all people, Jew and Gentile alike. All people, whatever background, age, race and ability, men, women and children, black, white, wealthy, poor, academic or those without education, healthy or sick. As John wrote, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. His love embraces the whole world through all generations. And Paul prays that they might know how long is the love of Christ. That his love lasts for all eternity. That his love stretches back through time to Adam and Eve in the garden, created and formed out of love to live in perfect relationship with their creator and with each other. 
and it stretches forward to the great banquet in heaven that all are invited to and where all will celebrate together as God's people the generous great gift of his grace that is the love of Christ. His love lasts forever. And he prays that they might know the height of the love of Christ, that his love reach down to earth and lifts every repentant sinner to the glory of heaven itself. That as Jesus sits enthroned on the right hand of the Father, so too those who turn to him, who trust him, will join him in heaven forever. John writes in another uh, of his letters, we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. How incredible that we might one day be like Christ himself in perfection and be taken to live with him in his home forever. And he prays that they might know the depths of the love of Christ. Paul prays that those believers might grasp how far Christ went to reach sinners, how deep his love went when he should be found in appearance as a man and humble himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Indeed, Paul writes that God demonstrated his, his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We didn't deserve, we don't deserve the love of Christ. We don't deserve the, his sacrificial death in our place. We deserve to be punished for turning our backs on our creator. And yet the deep love of Christ, his wonderful undeserved grace has washed us clean, forgiven us completely and reconciled us to our heavenly father. His love is infinite and it's completely incomprehensible. It goes way beyond what we can really be able to grasp. But whatever as his people we feel or suffer or struggle with, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Paul was uh, praying for the Ephesian church. And if yes, of course, we can pray this for individuals, for ourselves. But I wonder what it means for us as a church family to be so confident of God's love for us in Christ, to begin to grasp the extent of that love. I think in part it means that we take great joy in studying his word together in our life groups or like this, or listening to his word preach Sunday by Sunday, or lifting our voices to praise and worship him, to serve him as we serve one another, to tell our stories of his love to one another, to share our experience of the love of Christ through the ups and downs and trials and joys of a life lived with him. Let's pray that we might be a church who know and experience the love of Christ, that we might demonstrate it not only corporately, but as we live it out in our families and our communities and workplaces. Paul knew the love of Christ and it brought him to his knees. Let's pray together and then we're going to worship and sing um, as we reflect on what we've talked about. So let's pray together. A guy called Samuel Rutherford wrote from prison, love 
love, I mean Christ's love, is the hottest coal that I have ever felt. Oh, but the smoke of it be hot. Cast all the sea salt on it, it will flame. Hell cannot quench it. Many, many waters will not quench love. Father, we pray today that we would be a church family who daily, hourly, minute by minute, desire to grasp the width, length, height and depth of your love. We know we will never fully understand or experience that love this side of heaven. But we thank you for Jesus, for his perfect demonstration of love for us and for your spirit, which teaches us more of him and who longs that we might experience that love and grace in our lives. Thank you that because of his love, we are no longer your enemies, but your friends. And that we can come before you as our heavenly father and be thankful for the grace that you have so freely and generously poured out on each one of us. We thank you so much for your love. In Jesus' name. Amen.